1: Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I, it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Man, it. Her homies on it. You it. Your homies on it. No, she it. Y'all's the you hate on all of my moves. moves, but now niggas on it. No, it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. Used I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. On.
0: Her homies on it. Now
1: you want it. Your homies on it.
2: What up, people? We back. It's Rillaz Podcast. It's your
0: boy, Fresh Cut Fane. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hating on me? No, nah, no, nah, I just had to check. You know, niggas be lying. Uh, <laughs> niggas lie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> niggas lie unprompted. Yo, niggas lie about anything.
1: I was about to say Fresh Cut Dan, and I don't have a good at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and y'all never know.
0: Friend, I, well, I got a somewhat fresh baldy. It ain't a super fresh, but hey, it'll work. We're here again. Uh...
2: Week after week, we do this pod thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, sometimes y'all care, sometimes you don't. Yeah. Either way, we gonna show up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the new uh, watchers, viewers, subscribers on YouTube. It's a lot of y'all, you know what I mean? Um, our Dr. Umar interview has impacted in a way that even I couldn't imagine. Matt said he kind of, Matt, Matt called it, he kind of had to figure it figured out. I had no idea uh, where the ceiling to this drone was, but it is going up, 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 so... Yeah. Now, at this point, the ceiling is the floor, and um, I'm, I'm excited about that. We are now at 120,000 views and counting. By the time y'all see this, uh, we're probably going to be somewhere, probably closer to 150, 170, hopefully, and uh, we'll just continue to see where this uh, brilliant piece of media takes us, man. We appreciate all the feedback, good, bad, and ugly. Uh-huh. Um, y'all are downright hilarious on YouTube. Yo, the
0: comments, man. Uh,
2: everything ranging from "This is the greatest interview of all time" to "These niggas look like Pierre and Faison Love." So. And everything in between. So, uh, we appreciate all of the feedback uh, one way or another. It's been excellent. And uh, it's been a cool ride, man. What has been the best part of uh, this cycle of about four or five days of, uh, you know, all of this action with uh, this Umar
0: interview? Uh, Seeing the engagement on, on, like, you know, seeing to where, you know, you got 800 comments of people really, you know, like you said, the, the, in the words of, of Umar, the, the, what they call the, the the black globe. Oh, the di- diaspora. Diaspora. Like yeah. you're seeing the diaspora, like all, all parts of it. And the comments just, it's insane. Like you see comments ranging from damn, this is the best interview I've ever seen with him. Y'all came with it to why they keep touching their phones. It's <laughs> bothering me. And yeah. it's just like, you, you can't please everybody.
2: Yeah. The internet is, is a, uh, is a fun, uh, interesting place because you know, our main ethic has always been to let the main thing be the main thing. That is not
0: the case on the internet. Not the internet. The, the,
2: the internet no. is not, it's not about the main thing. It's about whatever we say it is. So it's like if you on your phone, if we looking at the toys in the back, if we trying to... Understand why this light seemed like it's brighter on this side than the other. Somebody like we'll was make mad it about, about the whatever. Marilyn
0: we Monroe, uh, uh, <laughs> a statue back here, and it's like, yeah, that's a three thousand dollar
2: statue back. <laughs> black <laughs> power, nigga.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck is like, you damn nigga can't collect no bear bricks? Hell <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, nigga. Hell no, you doing anything other than being black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who the fuck is you doing? Man, ba- Bobby wanna replace it <laughs> Yo, real talk. So it's like, you know, seeing that has just been like, damn. And then, you know, like I said, I had a lot of people reach out to me. People follow me on the ground. People was DMing me. People was sending messages, all the shit. Just like... Yo, y'all are like media. This is really, really... Yeah. Uh, like, to the point where people are like, I want to see y'all interview other people. Right. And that's that's what we try to, like... This is what we've been trying to tell motherfuckers for a year and a half. And they yeah, just was ignoring
2: us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I still think, uh, you know, our Chris Gotti interview, the first one that we did is an A++. I think that uh, we we
0: knocked that out the park. I got five. The first Chris Gotti, Omar Tate, Barb, Ra. And the first initial joint we did with Kev, the Life and yeah, Times yeah, yeah. of, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of a of Duke Harden or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That with the like, there are interviews we got where you can put them up there with just about any interview that's out.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah. So with that being said, man, we appreciate all the feedback. Every all of it. It's been it's been fun, man. Like you know, I've learned <laughs> to uh, to have fun with you know the comments or whatever on these Jones when these Jones blow up or whatever the case may be. So it's like. I'm not even, I used to be like angry. Yeah. Like how dare you?
0: Yo, one thing I've realized, and this is just I'm a gotta little, have fun with this, this is a little gem I'm gonna give everybody, anybody who's doing any type of media, entertainment, it don't matter if you're singing, rapping, poetry, tap dancing, break dancing, whatever. People speaking negatively or being constructive criticists. That's what you want.
2: Yeah, for sure. Because
0: I'm going to tell you what happens. When people see something that they like, they like it. That's why they have a little thumb. Right. They like it, and they keep going. When people see some shit that they don't like, I know this motherfucker ain't (laughs) just share. Yeah. And then they send it to eight people. Look at this bullshit. And then they send it to eight more people. And then they send it to 64 people. And then they send it to 128 people. And before you know it, like I told you, You that's why you think all of this like junk that go on in media works?
1: Yeah,
2: because the people that hate it go harder for it than the people that just that just like oh yeah whatever.
0: No, the Keith Murray shit right now. People aren't watching this because this is intellectually draining. Yeah, it's because it's a it's an absolute. It's the reason we watch band from TV. It's to
2: the point where niggas is like, what else Keith got? Like, what Keith what Keith going to do today? Like, this motherfucker is the algorithm right now.
0: Right, (laughs) right. So. You know, when, when you are creating anything or doing anything in that manner, you got to train your brain to like, yo, I want people to feel triggered yeah. or feel away or feel like yeah, you, you want people to feel something. Patrice O'Neal, if you ever get a chance, there was a show called The Green Room back in the day. And um, I forgot the name of the guy who hosted. It's actually the guy from uh, uh, Bad Boys 1. Remember, he was like, um... Remember Martin and, and Will used to bid with him? A couple of yeah, great... So does that, that, boy. But he's hosting this shit, I believe. And on this episode, it was Bob Saget, rest in peace, uh, Roseanne, Patrice O'Neal, and I can't remember who was the I've fourth. I've
2: seen clips of this. I haven't seen the full episode.
0: And Patrice O'Neal was telling them, like, yo, when you do stand-up comedy, if the whole room is laughing, you got some shit that's funny. Yeah. But when you got half the room laughing and half of the room is mortified... That's some shit that's going to live forever because you're going to always have a back. Look at Mike and, and LeBron. That's going to go on. Mike and LeBron are going to die. <laughs> and there are going to be people like, no, 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 and no. And Victor
2: are going to break all their records and niggas are still going to be talking about Mike and LeBron.
0: You see what I'm saying? So it's, it, that's what you want. You want that op- strong opinion on both sides. Yeah. So I've learned to embrace the, the silly yeah, shit. I of, love it. You see how the other day I turned that shit into a joke. That wound up having, I think I got like 250 comments of people laughing on it. And it make people like, wait, what's going on? Somebody in the comments is like, damn, I didn't even know y'all had Umar on the joint. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. Turning yeah, a negative. We got image. our
2: Illuminati invite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got our Illuminati invite. I posted that comment. I'm like, yo, this is great. You know what I mean? One interview could just take you so many places.
0: Like real. So, you know, you learn to embrace those things. Yeah, hell yeah. And that that's pretty decent. So I'm I'm actually pretty happy. I told you from jump, I, I definitely did feel like you undershot it and I was more so on the tip. Like, I keep it up with you. I I kind of see a million views out of that. And you still not on board. But I do. Well, Lifetime? What I can say is I'm digging into the
2: analytics. And just based on the analytics and the data sources as far as like where everything is coming from and stuff like that. Um, the fact that we're like, Inching toward 95%, like YouTube recommended, that basically means like we're on the algorithm, like mm-hmm. trending at this point or whatever the case may be. And with that in mind, it's like, yo, you can just <laughs> ride once you break certain barriers. So it's like, you know, you got the 10K barrier, then you got 25K, then you got 50, then you mm-hmm. got 100. Once you, once you like break those barriers, like in short order, like boom, 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 we broke the 100K barrier in three and a half days. So with that in mind, it's like, once you clear 100, it's kind of like, I think 300 is in sight, and then mm-hmm. you kind of got to reassess from there. Right. So I'm looking at it right now. I think lifetime, we probably going to do somewhere between 500 to 750. And um, I think the floor is 250. I don't see us doing less than
0: 250. Like, think about it. It was at, like, high 70s, low 80s last night. Yeah. It's at 120 already.
2: Well, earlier in the day, it was at high 70s. Yeah. Yeah, earlier in the day, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you talking about 60 yeah. in a matter of a half a day? Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. And then, like you said, it hasn't been promoted. It hasn't even, like you said, it hasn't even reached. Yeah, there's, that,
2: there's no external promotion from nothing. us. This we just, just put the shit out. We just put it out. Like, we put it out. We put the audio out at 6 a.m., put the link to the YouTube State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This is dropping at 8 a.m., and then it just kind of went from there. And it started off as this very, like, you know, good numbers. Like, very, but a very underrated, innocuous piece of content that just kind of went where the fuck it went organically, which is the most rewarding part of it.
0: Right. And I think for me, just listening to it, I I told you when I – because I listened to it before we actually uploaded it. Yeah. And I've I've listened to everything. I've listened to a lot of shit, and I'm just like, this is – this is good. Like yeah. this is really good. I kind of felt like that because Dr. Umar and shout out right. to him. He's one of those people where he can pull that both sides. Yeah. It's super opinionated about this, super opinionated about that. But you don't nec- everything in between. But you don't necessarily get to see him outside of shout out the Breakfast Club, like Envy and Charlemagne, and yeah. you don't get to see him in a situation where he's laughing playing back and forth, actually willing to joke with you. Some of the shit we was even bidding on, like the Cherry Hamal, he went into that and started bidding yeah, himself. Yeah. So a lot of people was like, yo, I, like I saw people go as far as this changed the way I view him. Right, i seen a lot of that. Yeah, this changed the way- a lot of that. I kind of viewed him as like this psychotic- My brother said that. This psychotic, militant person, and it's just like, no, he's a human just yeah, like the rest yeah. of us. You know, he has feelings, he has emotions, he has things that make him happy. There's niggas Yeah, 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 so- <laughs> It, it was a very, very decent piece of media.
2: Yeah, no, I'm very proud of it. I, this is our crowning achievement thus far. Um, you know, it's making people go back and check out our back catalog. Um, the mm-hmm. latest interview we did with Chris Gotti, which is not an interview. It's like we just kicking it with, like, right. our old head or whatever. Yeah. Um, The latest uh, piece of media we did with Chris Gotti, that is going up. The joint with Clint is going up. Like, this is retroactively igniting, like, our whole catalog, like, top to bottom. The joint with Hermit Kev is going up, mm-hmm. like...
0: We posted some new reels yesterday. One of the reels did like 2,700 views in like a matter of like minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, it just, it's cool to see. Literally, like, as I, I, I you posted it, and I'm just hitting the refresh button, and it's going 450, 670, 830, 912. Like, I'm just like, God damn. Like, so, you know, it, it's yeah, that's decent. Sh- that
2: shorts, that shorts uh, algorithm shorts, is not real. real. Shorts, not real. Yeah, shorts. The shorts algorithm is, is real. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> yeah. the shorts algorithm is real. Right. <laughs> that shit. Be- Jumping, you know what I'm saying?
0: And, you know, shout out to the people who subscribe yeah. to the YouTube. We got, like, Hell over yeah. fucking 1,700 new subscribers to the YouTube channel, yeah. so that's cool as shit.
2: Yeah, we closing in on, uh by the time y'all see this, we probably going to be cracked 7,000, but we closing in on 7,000, trying to get to 10K. So if we're not there yet, let's help us get there. And if we are there, let's still keep pushing toward 20K. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we've been at this media thing for a minute. I feel like, you know, we're experts. I feel like we know what we're doing. Um, And, you know, we just needed something to... Crack this thing open to give us the uh, give us the light. That's the
0: one thing that I take away from all of this. Like, you crack the mics, you cut on the lights, you cut on the camera, you spark the hookah. I know we could have a sit down with whoever. Oh, for sure. That part I'm not worried about at all. Yeah,
2: Bill Clinton, Louis Farrakhan, whoever.
0: Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Ruby Rose. Yeah. Hey, Ruby Rose. You know, uh, the movie. Malaya, wherever she's at, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where is Malaya? Hey, listen, call King of Diamonds and tell her, <laughs> tell her it might be worth the
2: flight. flight.
0: the um, Yeah, Malaya has definitely been off the scene.
2: She's off the radar. Some nigga did probably you, knocked her up, I would imagine. Did
0: you know that uh, Superhead has changed her name?
2: Yeah, she's Karen Stephens.
0: No, her name isn't Karen Stephens anymore. What? Yeah. Did you know this? No. I was on Instagram yesterday, and I was going through my uh, explore page. And my explore page is like so psychotic because it's like (laughs) it's poker, dump trucks, and titties. Yeah. And I was focusing on the titties (laughs) yesterday because I wasn't worried (laughs) about anything productive. And I just kicking it, just hanging out, just hanging out, just 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 kicking it. And I came across this page, and I'm looking at this girl. She's like teaching seminars, like doing classes or whatever. And I'm thinking, like, damn, I would sign up for this class. Solely because she looks like Superhead. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this feels like is that Superhead? Yeah. And she, her name is like, uh Oh wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. Yeah, we have
2: to get to the bottom of this.
0: <laughs> uh Superhead new name. This
2: is how crazy the, the year is. Twenty twenty three Elizabeth
0: o- Overseen. You haven't seen this? No. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Overseen is a three-time New York Times best-selling author behind the Corinne Stephens pen name and literary brand with books published by media giants Har- HarperCollins Publishers and Hatchet Book Group. But that's her new name on uh, Instagram or whatever. <laughs> and she's like a...
2: Uh, Fuck a rebrand. She went and petitioned the state for a new
0: name. Uh, Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, Everything Elizabeth. You know what I'm saying, Earth, man. yeah, yeah, but that, but that's her. Yes, yeah,
2: 2023. Superhead's a new person. Um, Kooji rap is back rapping, <laughs> like doing doing good work. Like it's crazy out here. For those, because when she know. posted
0: this, like this changed my life, and I'm yeah. like, that's Superhead with yeah, Oprah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So for those of you that are unindoctrinated or are one of our some of our younger followers, uh. Corinne Steffens, the artist formerly known as Corinne Steffens, also the for, artist formerly formerly known as Superhead, was married to Coogee Rap in the 90s, and then she left him, was in an abusive relationship, and then went off to suck her way to success through the industry.
0: Yeah, with Eddie Winslow. and Was she married to Eddie Winslow? She married to Eddie Winslow and yeah.
2: was still going with Lil Wayne somehow. Yeah. She had a, she had a main boyfriend and a side husband.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: She said, I told uh, Eddie Winslow, yeah, if Wayne calls, I just got to, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I'm getting up and I'm going. Yeah. No matter where he is. It's some pasta salad <laughs> in
0: the fridge if you get hungry. Yeah. But, yeah, she's a new branded person.
2: Shout out to her, man. You can literally do whatever the hell you want in 2023. Oh, yeah.
0: Not even, not even close. And she has a, a big following behind the... Yeah the new Joan. But I'm looking at the page I'm just like, yo, this feel, because my thing is why would they put this in my titty rundown? <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's no titties here.
0: You, no, it was titties. Okay. But it was like, it was like titties. It was teaching. Teaching titties. Teaching titties. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, like this girl feels like superhero. So I went and I looked and it's like, yeah, Elizabeth. They over- can't fool me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, in, I'm indoctrinated in all things superhead. Hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indoctrinated in all things Karen Stephens. fuck you talking about? Yeah.
0: So that's where we at in 2020. Yeah, shout out to her, man. Keith
2: Murray's want. back. Coogee raps rapping. Uh, Superhead is Elizabeth Ovalstein. You know, shout out to everybody. You know, I guess
0: sometimes you gotta get on uh, OnlyFans or create some explicit content. You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, would I would it would would you do that for coming? Like, hey, listen, man, the bills gotta get paid. You know what I'm I, saying? I
2: suggested it yesterday. <laughs> I, I told my girl, no, it's Saturday night. I said, yo, we might gotta make OnlyFans. We'll just wear masks.
0: Yeah, I put a mask on a scepter shirt. I ain't gonna know what that's me. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, that, that ain't me. It's a bunch of large scepter <laughs> drivers. That ain't me. You know what I mean? Oh, shout out to pimp, my nigga, pimp. He back out the hospital. He good. Get that coke, up, man. man. Yeah, pimp. He uh he had pneumonia, man. He wasn't doing great, but he's back out, back home. I seen a video the other day. His dog Shadow going crazy when he walked in. Pimp my motherfucking bro. Like I was, I was literally like. Sad, out, you know, yeah. you know, I told all of y'all mm-hmm. that shit. Um, so shout out to Pimp man, he back home recovering, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, you know, I was having a conversation with tattoo the other day, and I'm just like, yo, like we we definitely will not take care of ourselves, just as being oh, yeah. black men, you know, we we definitely can keep trucking and keep fighting a good fight. You know, I ain't nothing ever, ain't nothing wrong with me, you know. I remember years ago, I stepped on a toothpick. It was a toothpick like in the carpet. And I was running to get the phone mm-hmm. and stepped on it and it went in my foot. And I went and pulled the shit out thinking I like got it or whatever, yeah. but my foot was still hurting or whatever. And I, yeah, and I was just like, ah, I, I put some alcohol on it, it was burning and shit. And I'm just yeah. like, I deal with it in a little bit. I, you know, because in my mind, it was like, I got the shit, it was yeah. cool. Literally, my man, mom was like, man, take your ass to the hospital. I went and they went in, had to cut my foot and it was a piece of it in my foot. To in, like, yeah, you woke up with gangrene and shit. Like, we as black men just have a tendency to just be like, ain't nothing that right. You just push through it. I Keep going. Had 115 and 111
1: and a half. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shriveled up, gnarled foot.
0: Yo, yo. Speaking of fifteens, man, the the, the <laughs> uh the size fifteen struggle is real. No, it's bad. It's bad, man. I didn't realize how how annoying it was, Matt's man. Matt's been
2: trying to buy dress shoes for the last few days and uh, it ain't going good.
0: It's not, not good. it's not if not, y'all have
2: any resources for large yo. size dress shoes, tapping with uh with me or
0: Matt. Not even dress shoes, because I can get dress shoes. Formal shoes. Okay, formal shoes. That's dress. the issue. Like once you go in, it's like apparently people with big feet don't go to weddings. Or bar mitzvahs or
2: nothing. (laughs) Or get married. Or get married. I I don't know. (laughs) All destination weddings, they can wear uh, chancletas.
0: Yeah, you got to wear sandals and shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the formal shoe struggle is real. But that's a whole nother story for another day.
2: Uh, Real quick, shout out to the flu and the common cold. Oh, my Uh, God. Everybody's been catching the flu and the common cold. I haven't heard any real COVID. Outbreaks recently.
0: I took three COVID tests and none of them shits. I just knew it was one yeah, of them no. bitches. They're like,
2: going- no, twenty twenty one shit. Nah. Like, ain't no COVID.
0: COVID is out. The tests ain't reading right no more. Yeah, nah. no,
2: common cold. Motherfuckers <laughs> getting uh, upper COVID respiratory infections and the flu again. So, shout out to them, I guess.
0: Yeah. Everybody been sick this last couple of weeks. I seen BF was sick. I said, oh man.
2: Yeah, my girl got sick. I did not get sick. I, I laid in bed with her every night and did not get sick. I said yes.
0: No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, COVID. I mean, uh, the, it scared me with the COVID, but the uh, common cold. I had a sinus infection. It was so much pressure in my fucking face. Yo, that shit was un. You gotta
2: get a uh, a neti pot.
0: I'm a, the neti pot. I was kind of hesitant about just because it cost nineteen dollars. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't seem all too efficient. You know what I? What happened? Sudafed. Oh yeah, so, no Sudafed. Oh, dog. 13 minutes. <laughs> I, no, I'm talking about I took I was in the supermarket. I went to the pharmacy in the supermarket, got the Sudafed, was three dollars from the pharmacy. I got that shit. I took two of them. I'm talking about before I paid for this shit to get out of the market, the pressure was already. Yeah, that Sudafed, that the DM, that motherfucker ain't no joke. And the lady was like, Yeah, you know, you gotta get your license, da, da, da. So she was explaining the whole shit for me because I'm like, what what is the whole reasoning behind it? She's like, Well, people use Sudafed to make meth. Yeah, yep. And I'm like, really? And she was like, yeah, the thing is with Sudafed as opposed to Claritin D or any of the other ones, Sudafed taps 100% into your bloodstream immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's why people will get it to cook the meth because it makes it, it's like the strongest shit you can make essentially. And I'm standing, I'm like, okay, two Sudafed. What else I got to put in this? I'm like, yeah, but that Sudafed shit works immediately. Like, that shit is no joke. Yeah, the cold been kicking people last the last couple yeah, of days. For sure,
2: let's get into these topics. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, our big, big sponsor, Fourteenth uh, and Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Fourteenth and Market, man, black owned creative agency. You know, focusing on um, marketing, uh, creative pieces, ad installations, uh, sponsoring us, all types of things. Uh, relationships with HBO, Converse.
0: Hopefully we can get that HBO deal. <laughs> yeah, a bunch, bunch of different,
2: uh, you know, a bunch of different companies, man, that they've worked with, uh, tried and true companies. Shout out to Jay Petty and uh, Jim Money for, uh, you know, for believing in us and supporting us throughout this, um, you know, throughout this promotional cycle for this live show that we got going. Yo, I was
0: just about to say live show January twenty second. Two weeks, we over three hundred tickets sold. That's a fact. We don't got many tickets left. Get your tickets, man. Do not wait. We got a lot of people this week just like trying to do they moving out to get their tickets and get this then the third. A lot of people still are requesting VIP tickets. VIP tickets are gone. We can wiggle something, maybe. Ain't no guarantees yeah, to definitely it. Definitely ain't no
2: guarantees. Definitely
0: no guarantees without paper for the VIP tickets. Let's do that. No IOUs. Yeah, not on them. No
2: IOUs or coochie coupons, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? We're taking. We not hoes no more. So there's that.
0: Oh, you Mal- can sit with me Malaya, for- <laughs> if she, if Malaya needs a VIP ticket I'll find a VIP ticket For Malaya You know what I'm saying But yeah Get your tickets man You don't want to be not there It's gonna be fun man It's gonna be huge man I am I, anticipating this We set it on Patreon We're giving away Give me the uh, The claps up We're giving away A pair of panda dunks <laughs> At the live show So that's gonna be funny Um, We got a lot of giveaways We're gonna be doing A lot of cool shit That's gonna be happening That night yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah, our
2: sponsors came through, man. Our sponsors all got stuff to give away right. and things like that. Um, we're going to have a big sponsor board, red carpet, step and repeat the whole night. It's going to be like a super dope event. Sponsored by Hennessy also. Um, They're going to be, you know, handling all the liquor installation and everything like that. Shout out DJ A Boogie, uh, your local Philadelphia area Hennessy and Moet uh,
0: representation. I've had people have you had anybody ask you to dress code for this yet? No, I haven't gotten. I've received dress code like for four yourself. or five of those. And um this is an event. You know, this isn't uh East Side versus West Side <laughs> on season one of the wire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Avon versus prop show and like, you know, you don't want to wear a big ass, oh, I think they like me white tee. Or a rock and wear a visor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you also don't need to dress like the Hollering Brothers from Strictly Business. Right. So, you know, I'm not telling you what to wear, but my thing is if I'm going to put on some clothes, you should put on some yeah, clothes.
2: Absolutely. Dress code is, uh, what they say, fashionable.
0: You can't give niggas that much leeway.
2: Oh, I got this fashionable dicky. So, then, <laughs> you know, then This is supreme dicky. So, like, I don't know if you know, they collab.
0: Fashionable dicky is funny as <laughs> with shit. With the Dior
2: though. chucks. Yeah, with the Dior chucks. Niggas, yo! Pandemic time, niggas dressed them dickies up. Fendi bag, Dior chucks,
0: Gucci hat. The Dior Chuck was really the like the sneaker of the pandemic. Yeah, now people wear them, and you like, Ugh. yeah. I hated them then, for real. For I was just gonna get something to be funny, but I, I'm not a Chuck Taylor fan though. So that's that's neat. That's that there's there's that. Yeah, the uh, official sneaker
2: uh, post. Pandemic is the Rick Owens whatever the fuck the Rick
0: Owens boxing boots
2: yeah whatever yeah, yeah. them Jones is yeah um, the, Rick,
0: co- the Rick Owens Ali's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the Rick Owens Ali's yeah is they all they
2: uh guys gals kid they even got them in kids oh yeah I seen a dog with a, a picture <laughs> of a dog <laughs> with some Jones on I don't know if it was photoshopped or not but the dog had them Jones on uh, uh the ones with the laces are cool the Jones that's just the straight leather pull up so- Jones yeah I don't know what's up with them Jones.
0: Yeah, they give. They're giving me a uh, the Django.
2: They for others. <laughs> yeah. for others.
0: The McQueen had a good pandemic run. Oh yeah,
2: McQueen. The young, the youngins is holding. The youngins is keeping the McQueens alive. Yeah, the McQueen. The youngins love they fucking McQueens, dog.
0: I just can't get into the McQueen with suit thing.
2: They, the youngins love they McQueens, dog. They're like, no, it's like a super size Stan Smith. Exactly. Because you know, old niggas always wear suits with Stan Smiths. That's like old niggas think they sharp. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear a nice. I'm gonna wear instead of a four dollar white tee. I'm gonna wear a twelve dollar white tee, yeah. tucked in with the suit and some Stan Smiths.
0: How do you feel about the sneakers and suit thing?
2: Um, I like it at times, but most of y'all can't dress. So there's that. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's like y'all be fucking the swag up. But niggas, niggas take it too far. It's only certain sneaker silhouettes you can pull off with a suit. You can't just bust out just any and every joint. Like, yeah. you can't wear, like, I, I wear Solomon's XC6s, like, every day. You can't wear Solomon XC6s in a suit. Yeah. You look like an, a jacket.
0: Yeah, you can't wear, like, uh Entourage LeBrons <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with, a <suit. laughs> with a suit. You look crazy. Yeah, I give you that. Like, have you noticed how the sneaker and suit gala thing has gone? Oh, yeah,
2: niggas, you know niggas.
0: Yeah, like the sneaker balls and yeah. shit. Yeah, the
2: sneaker ball is it's it used to be like a here and there thing. There's 32 sneaker balls a
1: year. My thing with the on.
0: sneaker ball is like, why don't well, I, I? I understand and I, I ain't gonna hold you. I like the concept, and I wish someone I know would have one. I love the
2: concept. Here's the problem. I'm a,
0: you wanna know
2: the problem. I got I got a major problem. Y'all don't have cool sneakers.
0: <laughs> why ain't the sneaker
2: like some like perfect the example? supposed it's a sneaker ball the sneaker is supposed to be the focal point
0: y'all don't have cool sneakers like the panda dunk should not be <laughs> the go-to for the sneaker no, ball because it's formal so right. it's like but me personally i have like sneakers that are very very like limited or rare mm-hmm. shit i haven't even worn yet so, like, even when I wore my Just Dons to the Brooklyn John, the, the shit at the museum, yeah. literally, I had, like, no short of, like, 15 people, like, one dude, he looked over, he had on a pair of uh, off-white, uh, the MCA, the sky blue uh, Forest Jones, yeah. and he looked over was just like, I see you, I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. And it's just like, yeah, that's where you're supposed to break out like a super rare Dornbecker or, yeah. you know, something like a Ben Ben 5 or yeah. something crazy. I don't understand the sneaker ball and then you, you got on a suit, but then you have on like Air Force Ones. It it's, doesn't make sense. This is just like, this doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, but yeah that, that's my biggest gripe with yeah, the sneaker I'll, ball I thing.
2: Don't, I don't particularly get it.
0: Yeah. If I'm going to
2: buy cooler shoes.
0: Not even buy cooler shoes, but just cut, like if you're going to go to a sneaker ball where the sneaker is like the thing. You gotta go find a a crazy sneak for sure. Yeah, you know what I saw the other day in a fifteen for the first time. You know the water be the guide. Salehi Bembries. Mm-hmm. Somebody has the peace be the journeys. Oh shit! In a fifteen on goat. Yeah, twenty five hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say how much. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, damn! All I need is 24 more hundred. <laughs> I got <laughs> and, the beam, and I'm getting them motherfuckers. Like, I have the beam. You know, what I'm saying? those are high on my list for shit that I want. I've never want those, seen them in a 15. Uh,
2: I want those Bodega 90s uh, sixties that just came out. Blue and,
0: Blue and brown. Blue and brown. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. them,
2: Jones. I, I just, I, I don't have room. I have to. I'm, I'm offloading a lot of shit. I've been going through drawers and cl- closets and shit, and I'm just finding stuff like. I just found uh, a fucking Kanye Don the Doves hoodie that I had that I never wore. That's brand new with in the damn plastic. I'm like, yo, I have to get rid of this shit. Like, it's just, I got too much stuff in my house. So I told myself I'm not buying nothing else for myself the rest of J- uh, January or February until I get rid of all my backstop.
0: Somebody the other day, I was looking at his, like, he's got, like, the craziest sneaker collection ever. Dog, this motherfucker got, like, a million dollars in Yeezys. Like all these
2: unreal Hey everyone, it's Justin Biggs here from the Biggs vs. Biggs podcast. If you're a fan of sports podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Biggs vs. Biggs. A show that covers upcoming fights, fight reviews, and interviews with some of boxing's brightest stars. And it's brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.
0: Police like, John's Kanye wore on tour, one of yeah. ones. He got the college dropout 280s. Like, just shit that just no one has. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, his shit was nuts. Crazy ass yeah. sneaker collection. But that's kind of where you got to go if you want to go to a sneaker ball. You know what sneakers I still want that, like, I would do on some sneaker ball type shit? The gray and white 750s. With the strap oh, yeah, across yeah, yeah, the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hard.
2: You get a nice, uh the uh, cropped uh, suit pants.
0: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 yeah, you,
2: fuck. yeah you can fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some shit you pull out for them, but you don't wear like the blue seven hundred V threes <laughs> to the fucking sneaker ball. Yeah,
2: The, uh, the blue and orange, the Carmellos. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, the blue and white those those was a panoramic sneaker for the for the like low level motherfuckers. Okay. The blue and white, uh, the uh, the V three seven hundred blue oh, and white with yeah, the white yeah, yeah, sole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't no, put the them nurse, up. the nurse Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Yeezy, uh, the Yeezy Dance Goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't pull those out. Hospital blue boys. Yeah. But uh, what we got topic rundown today? Bro?
2: Uh, so we're we're in Philadelphia. For those of y'all there who haven't discovered that yet, um, that's watching us on YouTube, we're in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, where niggas don't take a day off. Oh, and no. uh, Today here in Philadelphia, uh, drive time, commute. The story was posted at 821 in the morning. That means niggas was wilding at 730. Yeah. Uh, chaotic scenes in Center City Monday morning after a shooting completely shut down several areas, including... Uh, surroundings Philadelphia City Hall. Multiple squad cars responded to the intersection of 15th and Market near Dilworth Park around 8 a.m. as commuters tried to make their way into work. Witnesses told and pulled police a man got out of his car in the middle of traffic, fired a shot in the air. He then threw his gun to the ground and sat on the hood of his car. It is believed the gun may have jammed, according to the Philadelphia Police Department. It was found broken into several pieces. The man was arrested without incident, is currently in custody. Traffic was blocked off for at least an hour as police investigated but has since reopened. Several shell casings a gun and knife could be seen marked on the streets. No injuries were reported, and the shooting remains under investigation. So we have no motive. we got a crazy nigga sitting on the hood of his car at City Hall. Uh, He probably just let off some uh, $38 handgun or whatever the case may be that jammed up on him, and he waited for police to come and get him. I'm going to solve this case right now for everybody. Uh, that nigga's about to get evicted from his crib, and he needed somewhere to stay. So he's figured, just take me to the roundhouse.
0: I have a deeper thought on this. I personally, I think that there's a force field around 50
1: tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Spooky button. <now>. Of negative. <laughs> this this of is negative. My, my Matt's conspiracy <laughs> corner <laughs> for the week. I think that there's some type of, uh, what's it called when the ships get lost? Uh, oh, the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Triangle. I, I think that there is a a like yeah, if you drive around City
2: Hall three times, <laughs> you end up in a war <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> because Fifteenth and Market is the absolute hub of ridiculousness in the Center City oh, for area. For sure, for sure. N- like no you bullshit. Can get a
2: turtle. You can get a turtle. You can get oils. Yeah. You could buy a pistol. Yeah. Or you could get shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not too long ago, niggas had a shootout. In the tunnel. In the
0: tunnel. The train got shot up down there. Nigga got killed right out top of there. And then the clothes were like, yo, that intersection. And I don't know if it's the traffic. Them lights are so screwed up. You know, once you turn off of market on the 15th, you wait at that light right at the Ritz. I don't know if it's in that. I don't know what it is. But, you know, I did that shit every day. Driving the 48 and the 33 and shit. That intersection brings the absolute worst out of Philadelphians in traffic. Bar none. So I think he got into the joint this morning and the triangle started triangling <laughs> and William Penn looked yeah, down, William on the- look down. <laughs> look down on this nigga. William Penn looked down and cause think about it. You get out of the car, shoot in the air and then sit on the hood of the car. Ah, and I think fight what, the gun, like a football, when he woke up at the joint or came out of the, 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 the trance, it was just like, wait, what happened? It's just like, yeah, yeah, no, you was at fifteenth of market. God damn it! God damn it!
2: Fifteenth of market, they got me again. So as a result, uh, we're in downtown Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result, shit is fucked up mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, just it's just going down. It's just you can't get around. You can't move mm-hmm. uh, because now the police got to actually do their job. It's yeah. Monday. Niggas probably lost their eighteen team parlays over the weekend and oh, shit like man. that. Now they gotta come and police you crazy niggas.
0: Somebody sent me a parlay yesterday. He had fourteen legs on that John. He <laughs> he missed it by two. He's like, you believe this shit, cuz? And I'm like, I actually do believe this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it. I actually do believe it. Yes, yes. Like,
2: just take let's let's just take betting out of it.
0: Yo, true story, shout out. And I ain't going to say his name, whatever. he knows exactly what I'm talking about. The nigga hits me last week. was like, yo, what's the locks, cuz? I swear to God, I was like, I like the Steelers and the Lions over. The Lions over was 51. The Steelers was negative two and a half. Steelers won the game by six. The Lions and them scored 59 points. He sent me his ticket later. He had seven Jones on it. He missed it. He was like, yeah, the Jets fucked me. And I'm like, I don't know how you got (laughs) to this. Niggas trying to increase the minds, When baby. I, all I simply said was... <laughs> 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 two games. I changed it. And he was like, no, you right, Gunn, You. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> let's, let's look at it like this. Let's I
0: swear it. to God, I was like, yo, I don't know how you got here when I simply said the Steelers and the, Je- I mean, the, the Steelers you and, the, and the Lions. That over. was it. I don't know how you got here.
2: Let's, let's do it like this. Let's take betting out of it. Mm-hmm. If there was a situation in life, whether it be a job, a woman or whatever, let's say a woman. Let's say that 14 different variables had to align for you to have sex with this woman. Mm. You would just be like, no, I quit. Like, you would throw Like, if she had a list of 14 criteria you had to meet before you could get laid, most people would just be like, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Why would y'all turn and go put your money on something when 14 different variables have to all line up in perfect alignment in order for you to spit out Money on the other end of it, it's mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah. yeah, this is br betting. We talked about this on the show. This is br betting culture just gone awry. I had to stop doing
0: this. Yeah, I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and was like, the uh, when the fuck was it? I forgot what game it was, but the line was huge. It was a football NFL game, and the line was like fifteen. And he, he took, he was like, yeah, I think, I'm thinking about that and the over. And I'm like, well, you know, sharp money says that when you, the line is double digits like that, the under is more realistic. Right. And he was like, how you figure? I'm like, you're the the, the Vikings and I'm the, the Bears. If you're a 15 and a half point favorite over me, what the bookmakers are saying is that you're going to basically torch me.
2: You're going to boat race me.
0: So- if you boat race me and score 30 points, but you're projected to win by 15, then that means that they're projecting that I'm not even going to put two touchdowns on the board. Exactly. So if you win 31 to 14, why would you want to over That's 52?
2: Yeah, the average team because in the NFL scores, what, somewhere between like 28 and a half to 32 points a game? The,
0: the, it's been very low this year okay, as far as it. overs and unders. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah, like, book, like, sharp money. Always says that when you see a big ass line like that, yeah. you would want to take the under because what they're saying is like they're gonna beat them twenty eight to three, or thirty one to seven, some shit like that. Yeah. So you don't want a situation where you need because if you take an over for fifty two points, you need scoring.
2: Yeah, you need a shootout.
0: You need a shootout. Yeah, you need. But you if they're the not shooting, he,
2: you need the ninety one Houston Oilers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need the greatest show on turf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to show up. Like, yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of things. And it's just, once you get the 14, 15 John. Yeah, it's man, too
2: many, yo. Way too Where many. Where should people stop at? Um. What's, like, I know you, you are like the king of like two-teamers, three-teamers. I think, three-teamers. Four, I four, think is like four is the
1: max. The max. Yeah.
0: I, I'm going to tell you what I tend to do and what I've had like decent little success with. So, and me and Ra talk we actually, Rob gonna come up because he's back home. Rod's going to, he's back home for a little second. He's going to come up here. And going
2: forward, we're going to segment more of this stuff for y'all. We're going to do where the, where it's the, not so much of jumping around in one show. We're going to do dial a dialed
0: up. in show on yes. Patreon. Get to patreon.com slash official TRP. We're going to do that shit weekly. I've been going back and forth. I I actually sat down the other day and thought about doing a discord where it's just strictly my picks for the day, yeah. the shit I'm on. And I sat and you know, I told you, I kept notes. I went through it this week. This week, I was 17 and 6 on just straight up bets. Yeah. So you plus 11 units when you're doing that type shit. So if you're betting $1,000 a game, that's 11 racks. you just up. Yeah, exactly. And this is, this is me and Roz's theory. When you're trying to start, like you're starting out, you want to jump in. And you don't got to start with crazy money. You can start realistic, let's just say, with 50 bucks, right? right? This is betting one one you got $50. You want to find the one lock. It's 50 games a day between all sports. One lock. You want to find one game. One. Don't matter if it's a first quarter, a first half, a fucking live bet. We do that shit a lot, like watching games and just looking at the play of yeah. a game. I think we need to do a, we're going to have to do a whole show around the art of live betting. Yeah, because because live betting wasn't a thing five, six years ago. Yeah. And now you got the access to do so much. You can do, like, live parlays. Right. This shit is crazy now at what you can bet on. You can bet on just about anything. But you want to find one lock, just one, one. You put your $50 on that one lock. If you hit it, you've doubled your money. <laughs> That's a fact. Well, not doubled it. You know, you got your juice. Yeah. So, like, let's 50, bring back, like,
2: 92 bucks.
0: Right. But what you can do now is you take your $50 and, like, withdraw that. Now you have no risk. You've minimized your risk. You're betting with house money. You have zero risk off of one bet. The thing is, people jump in with $50 and pick 42 teams because that's going to pay $73,000. Yeah,
2: you just got to bring back 9200 at least. Right. They will cash me out for 9200 I can see it.
0: Right. These are all lots. Yeah. So when you, when you miss that, now you essentially just down 50 bucks. And then you do it again. You down 100 bucks and you down 150 and you down 200. You down 250. You down 300 to the point where when you do finally catch one for 675, you're only plus 300 bucks because you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you bet $50, hit it. Boom. You up $42. You take that $42 and find one more lock. Bet it. If you can hit it, boom, you up 80-something dollars. Right. Yep. Take that 80. That's when you can decide, all right, you know what? I want to get a little freaky. I want to try some shit. I try to find two teamers with short money lines where you're taking a favorite to win, but not to cover. Right. So say the favorite in this game is negative three, taking their money line, instead of it being negative 110, it'll be like negative 190. It might be 200, but at least you're in a situation where the favorite, all they got to do is win the fucking game. You understand what I'm saying? So you find two of those, you bet it. If you can hit the shit, 80 might bring you back 210, 220. But now you're in a situation where you've essentially, for you starting with 50 bucks, you have 5X your money and put your money to the side. Mm -hmm. Now you're in a situation where you start picking random shit where it's like, all right, I want to do a live bet. I want to focus on this game. This is the game that I'm focused on. I've literally had situations. I told you the craziest shit ever. Loyola Marymount played Ohio State last year in the tournament. I had seven unders bets on that one game because I kept betting the under. Right. Because uh, this is the thing. E- and this is just not just anybody, just people. You know people aren't watching these games. Right. They're just putting these tickets in, and then they going back to selling crack or pussy or whatever the <laughs> fuck is going on. Right. They're not watching the games. Yeah, no. Loyola Marymount Ohio State, the over-under was 136 for this game. I will never forget this shit. The under was 136. I bet the under because I'm like, Ohio State don't score. Loyola Marymount is slow-paced. I'm taking the under. Bro, the shit started in the, you know, it's 20-minute halves. In the first seven minutes, the score was literally 8-5. to five. I live bet the under again because the under had moved. It yeah. came down to, one, it, was like one, it was like 119. Mm-hmm. I bet the under 119 couple more minutes, no scoring. The under dropped to 108. I bet it again at 108. It got close to halftime. They dropped it down to 105. I bet it again right before halftime. At halftime, the score was 26 to 21. It was like 47 points scored so far. The live over under went down to 90. I think it was like 98. I live bet it at the time. I moved it down to 94 for plus money. Bet it again. As the second half went on, they started to score a little bit, but then they slowed it the fuck down. The live over under was at 92. And I'm like, shit, if if they're projecting at 92, I got it for plus 300 at 94 and a half. I know I'm good on that. So I live bet the 92 big. Final score of the game was 51 to 40. 51 to 40. 91 points. 91 points. Hit all of them, Jocelyn but that's from watching a game. So you yeah. might find one game where you I remember Duke played Purdue. The second half these motherfuckers was just no bullshit. It was like they was just coming across half court and shooting threes. Both teams shot like 20 threes and the over for the second half was like 81. The second half score alone, like think Duke scored 54 and they scored like 51. They scored like 95. <laughs> yeah, they and obliterated the so you can just find so much value yeah. in different. But, but you gotta
2: invest your time in it and really like. And, and, that, and that's games. what Rai
0: was saying, like the biggest issue be it's like people don't wanna like watch or learn or really follow trends or understand this and the third. So essentially what you're doing when you're putting in 10, 11, 12, 14, 18 games, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. And there's no problem with that because people play the lottery every fucking day. But you can't like play the lottery and then be like, when the last time you hit the powerball? <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. people really be like you believe I ain't hit the mega millions <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes I believe it yes,
1: million
0: I 100% <laughs> believe that shit yes got
2: a better chance of getting hit by a bus and a train at the same
0: time at the same fucking time yeah so but that's it just following trends and figuring out what you want to do yeah you know what I'm saying the shit the last couple of weeks I was betting the Sixers every game
2: yeah you find something you believe in and you exploit it mm-hmm. you feel like you got something that you know, maybe the sports books aren't paying attention to or you got some sort of insight, you exploit that knowledge.
0: I'll give a free one here, right here. And I, I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. I'll show it to you in my group chat, my betting group chat. Show you I ain't playing around. Uh show you this shit right here. What's that text I sent to my group chat? What does it say? Rockets fourth quarter might be worth a look. So this is my, and then you see, I'm like, you see what I said? Rock, Rockets fourth quarter might be worth a look. Then look at this, John, I sent to the group chat. Betting with TRP. Mm-hmm. So read these couple of texts. What does it say?
2: I want to see if my fourth quarter theory is right. Wizards fourth quarter.
0: And then what's the, what does the next one say? It just happened so quickly. And what's the next one What says? theory, Matt? And then what is? Ross theory
2: at? is to take teams getting blown out in the fourth quarter to win to win the fourth quarter. Pacers won two.
1: And what's the next one say?
2: Pacers won two.
0: Okay, cool. And what does that say?
2: Wizards won the fourth, 30 to 24.
0: So this is my theory. When teams are getting blown out in the NBA – of the time, the team that's blowing them out will let off the gas, either by sitting their starters or just completely slowing the pace down to end the fucking game. So if you got a team that's down by 30 points going into the fourth quarter, the team that's up We'll start resting people or slowing down the pace where this team is just trying to make it respectable to exactly. where it's like, yo, we didn't lose by 35 points on the board. So you can bet fourth quarter spreads now. Again, you can bet every fucking thing. So you can bet fourth quarter spreads. So the Wizards the other night were down 31 going into the fourth. I took the Wizards to win the fourth quarter. They won the fourth quarter 30 to 24. They outscored the Jazz in the fourth quarter. Next night, the Rockets were down by 27 going into the fourth against the Pelicans. Rockets won the fourth quarter 35 to 26. Two easy wins. And I, 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 I was telling him last week, the Magic was down, getting blown out. I took the Magic in the fourth quarter. It happened again with the Nets. They was getting torched. I took the Nets in four. That, to me, is just like some shit that I've kind of just fell into. I bet fourth quarter blowouts a lot. That's a trend. But you also got to watch the game and be careful because it's like if they haul off and bring like if the Celtics is up 30 and you see all the starters come back on the floor, it's like, what's going on here? (laughs) Cool out. Perfect example. Last year, the Lakers were playing the Mavericks. Mavericks were up 34. I will never forget this shit. I'm sitting there. The the fourth quarter spread was Lakers to win the fourth quarter by a point. The line was Mm 0.5. It went to commercial as it went to commercial, like in between the third and the fourth. The line went from 0.5 to 3.5 for the Lakers, and so the Lakers got a win by four. And I was just like, oh, I'm definitely about to bet the Lakers because what the fuck? I bet the Lakers the win by four. The shit came back from commercial. Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dinwiddie all had on their jackets. Luka had ice on his knees. I'm like, oh, they're not even coming the fuck out for the fourth quarter. Lakers won the fourth quarter by 15 points. And, they, they, of course, they lost the game by 20. Yeah. But they won the fourth quarter by 15 points. And it's like, that's why that line jumped so fast. And Roy always says it. Betting live be kind of scary if you're not at the game. Yeah. Because if you're at the game, you can see it. But if you're not there, you know you got to wait for it to, you know, it be like a little bit of a delay. Yeah. But that's what happened was, that's why that line jumped from .5 to 3.5. Because motherfuckers making the odds saw that shit. Like, oh, Luke and them are done. Yeah, he's done, done. No, Lakers got to win this shit by four. Make it hard on them. Right. Yeah, like, so... It's all kinds of little shit, but you got to take the time out to like really invest and get into. It. It's like anything. Yeah, you don't just buy fentanyl and be rich. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like contrary to ESTG's advice. What Biggie say? You don't got the clientele. Say hell no, because they gonna want their
2: money rain sweet
0: hell snow. Like, but people have this attitude of like, all I gotta do is get in, and I'm and it's up. Yeah. And it might not be up. It's Not that simple. And I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Another thing too, just since we on it, if you betting. And you betting with FanDuel, M- MGM, uh, uh, whoever. The cash out button is your friend. Yeah. The cash out button is a real, real, real thing. These leads that are getting—did t- you see the, the 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 Spurs shit? Not the uh, Spurs. The oh yeah, the Spurs came back on the Celtics the other day. The line was twelve for the game. The Spurs was down like twenty something. Yeah. Literally, like you blinked, the game was tied up one sixteen apiece. It was just like, what the fuck. Like these leads are getting annihilated yeah. so fast. We watched two weeks ago; the Vikings had the greatest comeback in NFL history—thirty-three fucking points in the second half. These
2: young players, no lead is safe. Dog. I'm here to tell you, these young players are really fucking good. They're
0: really, really good across man.
2: sports. They're really fucking good. In um, baseball, like we saw it with the Philly, we saw it. We saw it with baseball with the Phillies uh, this past season on their fucking World Series run. No lead was safe. They would have games. They would be down seven runs. They win nine to seven, shit like that, because of relief pitching and their fucking Mm -hmm. bats. Like the same thing, football, basketball, like it. It. It's a thing across all sport where it's like, yo, the talent levels from team to team. It's a lot of parity. They're really close. Motherfuckers get hot, and then you look up and you're losing. Let me ask you I'm this. big and then you be down big.
0: Last sport, Joan, kind of transitioning from batting a little bit, just sports since you boarded up. You know LeBron is 400 points away now from passing Kareem. Yes. And he's also 100 assists away from passing Steve Nash and – I forgot who's right after Steve Nash. It'll come to me. It's insane what he's doing. But LeBron is – he's 100 assists away from being fourth all-time. Jason no, Jason Kidd is number two. It's Stockton, Jason Kidd. Chris Paul, Steve Nash. Who the fuck is the fifth person? He passed Mark Jackson already. Are you looking it up? Oh, no. Dan's texting hoes. (laughs) Yeah. Most assists NBA history. Oh, yeah, it's Mark Jackson. You're right. Yeah, Mark Jackson. (laughs) So, yeah. But he's 100 assists away from passing Mark Jackson and Steve Nash. You know, Steve Nash has one more assist than Mark Jackson. Yeah. So LeBron's 100 away from passing both of them to where he'll be fourth. I personally think he's going to pass Chris Paul because he would need another 800 to pass Chris Paul. Yeah. But, you know, LeBron is at a point where he do be like, he do like five 600 a season. Yeah. So as he gets older and he's not shooting as much, I see him becoming even more of a facilitator. Right. Um, Stockton, I think, is out of reach. He's, he's, he would legitimately need a roughly 5,000 to catch Stockton. I don't yeah, see that. Bad. Bad.
2: <laughs> we can extrapolate that data out. That's not
0: <laughs> the Jason Kidd, John, isn't off the table. It isn't off yeah. the table. You figure he would need 1,800 to pass Jason Kidd. It's not off the table. Yeah. LeBron's going to pass Kareem for number one all-time scorer. Does that alter your opinion of LeBron at all? Or is he pretty much at where you got him at?
2: No, nah, he's one or two. Okay. Because it, it literally, it depends on the day. It depends on the criteria. Um, you know, with whatever the debate that you're in at the moment or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, he's already the best overall player of all time. Like, I don't think that's uh, that's in question.
1: Yeah, overall, it's not debatable.
2: Overall, is not debatable. Like,
0: I personally feel like for somebody to be number one in points – and have a shot at being number two in assists. Yeah, that's nuts. That's that's fucking trifling, bro. That's some scary shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, like just
0: putting them in the same realm of each other.
2: A combination of Michael and Magic.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he's a far uh, better scorer than uh, the than Magic was, and I think he's—if I'm correct—he's a more efficient scorer than Michael was, and Michael was very, very efficient. Uh, for any era, and I think LeBron is more efficient, and I know he's a definitely a better volume and percentage three-point shooter than Michael. Also,
1: that's because Mike almost had to take every last shot, so it's like,
2: yeah, you gonna get a higher. And then you add clutch shooting into it. LeBron, I think, is number one or two in clutch shooting, or whatever the fuck it is.
0: This past week, I personally, I got Mike number. I mean, uh, LeBron number one. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's it's. The shit isn't really gonna matter much, but like he's did you see him the other day practicing the hook shot? Yeah. And they're like, wouldn't it be some shit for him to pass Kareem with the hook shot? <laughs> I'm like, at this point, LeBron is just fucking. Like, yeah, this would be an ultimate It's a real game going <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> I, like, I think he's gonna do it. I think that's what he's gonna do. That would be
0: kind of hot to see. Yeah, you know him and Kareem hate each other. Yeah. yeah. Don't fuck with each other hate at, all. at all. Yeah.
1: Magic trying to mend it before he passed Kareem. Yeah. Because he want Kareem to be there. But Kareem he, like, is not there. He's, yeah, they looking good. He's. I've been trying for years. Kareem going to knock Magic uh, the fuck out. Yeah. Kareem,
0: <laughs> Kareem like staff a lot. I ain't coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming to
2: that shit. Y'all got Sorry, I <laughs> <have anything>. knock,
0: knock. <laughs> 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 so the other day, Giannis was doing an interview, and Giannis basically said some shit that I've been saying for the last couple of years that motherfuckers just won't agree with. That the the world is just better than than us now at basketball. Oh, for sure. And. Giannis said, you take five foreigners, five Americans, put them on the floor. We torch y'all. And people were up in arms about this. I don't shit. know why. And Giannis said, okay, so this is the starting five I'm bringing, right? I got Embiid at the center. I got Jokic at the four. I got me at the three. I got uh, Luca at the point. And he was like, Shea Gilchrist Alexander yeah, my, is, is, the, is the two. because you know, He's from Canada. Yeah. So he like, all right. Let's get to it. Who's guarding me? (laughs) (laughs) He said, never mind who guarding Embiid and who guarding Jokic. Who guarding me? All three of them on the court at one time. Everybody's seven foot and can shoot and run and dribble. And Luca over there with with no moves but fucking (laughs) drop 70.
1: Yeah. Uh, SGA with
0: everything else. And (laughs) then you got Sabonis off the bench. You got uh what's the white boy from the Kings now that's torching everybody? Um not the Kings. Yeah, the Kings. Uh uh Oh yeah. yeah. Uh um uh what's his name? Uh, dudes with Chicago, Lori. uh oh. marketing. Oh no, Utah. Utah, excuse me, yeah, Utah. Utah. Mar- yeah, Mar- he had 49 the other night. <laughs> so let me ask you, that team I just named, you got I would assume KD. KD, Steph Kyrie. Steph Kyrie. Would you put LeBron in that? He has to
2: be Has there. to be
0: there. I would personally say Devin Booker, because that's my guy.
2: Well, who the fuck is playing
0: center? Durant? Yeah. Because yeah. ain't really no good American it's not, centers. Yeah, we lost already. <laughs> is Rudy Gobert American? Fuck no. Rudy yeah, Gobert from, from, from like France, Tanzania or something? France or some shit. Yeah.
2: So they got him coming off the bench. Yeah, Rudy off the bench. Rudy had a 20-20 game the other night. Yeah. Missed a layup. It looked crazy. Missed three layups. crazy. Yeah, we don't have a chance.
1: We can't get no rebounds.
0: Like I said, I've been saying it for the last two years. The best four players in the NBA are all foreigners. It's Embiid, Luka, Giannis, and and, and Jokic. And I'm telling my man the other day, I'm like, dog, the MVP race right now is between two. Flat-footed white men.
2: Oh, no. Jason Tatum got to be on the American side. Jason Tatum will
0: be on the American side. American side too. But I'm like, the MVP race right now is between two flat-footed foreigners. Yeah. White men. This shit is like the 50s. Yeah, but no moves. That shit is Luka and Jokic. And my man, like, Jokic can't win it three times in a row. I'm like... He should... He. I'm like, uh,
2: Conventional wisdom says he shouldn't.
0: But he probably will. <laughs> but he probably will. Like, not trying to be funny, like... Have you looked at, like, the standings and all that shit recently? Mm-hmm. You know where Denver is right now? Yeah, they like, top three or whatever. they number one. Oh, my God. Denver got the best record in the West. And this is with Jamal Murray coming back off of his shit and yeah. Michael Porter Jr. being like, Michael Porter Jr. has been good. Yeah. But he's been, like, spotty. Spotty. Yeah. But Jokic is literally that good.
2: Yeah, like, American team, we going to have to roll our old peg leg, fucking Kawhi
0: and
1: shit like that. Like
0: Yeah, you got PG coming off the bench.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Everybody beat up, so they can only play five minutes at a time.
0: <laughs> you got to sub them in spurts. Like save. I said it the other day, the LeBron, KD, Steph era is pretty much a. It's coming to an end. Yeah. Because they, and don't get it fucked up. I If you want some, some betting shit, this is Matt's obscure pick of the fucking day. Taking the Nets to win it this year is paying like plus 800 right now. Damn. It's not a wild jump. Because the Bucks ain't there. You know, Giannis and Middleton ain't fucking with each other. Mm-hmm. You got the Suns that aren't really in succinct. Chris Paul is, like, all over the place. Atlanta, where a lot of people thought that was going to be good. That's about to be already done.
2: Yeah, Trey tra- Young is trade beat.
0: Yeah. Atlanta's, like, one of the worst teams in the fucking East. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I look at it where I'm just like, yo, I don't trust the Celtics.
2: I really like the Celtics.
0: The other night, Malcolm Brogdon was five for nine from three and had like 24 points. They didn't play him in the stretch down the fourth, and the Spurs came back in that game. That's a coaching error. And I, it's shit like that, though, where it's just like, they know, had he
2: made that coaching, that wouldn't have happened.
0: You know what I'm saying? Y'all worry about this dumb shit. <laughs> y'all worry about me getting this dick And meanwhile, y'all losing winnable games. You see what I'm saying? And I look at the Nets where it's like KD and Kyrie are ad- – Kyrie is out there hooping in Spaldings. Yo, Kyrie is going crazy. Off right now.
1: Off. Yeah, he got a reason to go ape shit. You
0: know? Yo, he, like, mm. he balling in Chuckers
1: <laughs> Out there
0: getting to it. <laughs> Prison ball.
2: <laughs> getting to it, you heard me? Yeah, Kyrie is playing phenomenal.
1: Playing phenomenal.
0: So that's my obscure pick for this Yo, year. I
1: done seen a wacky stat on Twitter. Uh the Nets are 19 and 1 when Ben Simmons misses a free throw. They're uh 1 and 7 when he makes a free throw. <laughs> yeah, that's, 19 and 3. That's
2: the most sports science yeah. ESPN midday sports show stat of all time.
0: I saw one the other day. It was like Luca joins Wilt Chamberlain. Elgin Baylor, Oscar Robinson, and somebody else as the first person to have 60 points. I forgot what this. It was something ridiculous. It was like first person to have 60 after shooting less than eight foul shots the game before. It was some <laughs> stupid <laughs> ass shit. Yo, like what? what's, the, like what's the correlation? And it's yeah. like yo, who made this? Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> who figured this shit out. Yeah, man. They, people are analytics. Insane. Yo, I got right, one last sports joint I want to throw at y'all. Uh
0: but me personally, if you put the foreigners versus the Americans, the foreigners win that game by 40 points.
2: Yeah, there's no uh I got one last sports joint I want to throw at y'all because somebody said something and it was like one of them like like he thought he killed it or whatever the case may be. And I was just like, This is stupid. So a guy named Rashad Phillips. At RP3Natural says, all the 40, 50, 60-point games every night isn't the flex people making it out to be. It's actually watering down what great individual scoring performances should be. Some people will understand what I mean, and others won't. Hashtag Yoda. And I'm just like, what does this mean? Like, and somebody in the the comments, Hoops Empire said – I'm confused at what you mean by should be. Obviously, if a guy is taking 50 shots to get 50 points, it's not impressive. However, the talent level is extremely high, and shooters are more talented than ever. Getting 40, 50, 60 on a great shooting night is impressive as it ever was. And he says, in my tweet, I said, some will understand and some won't. And it's like, this is that if you know you know shit, like, going horribly wrong. All
0: right, so. Because Yoda knows. I you know and I and I don't profess to be no basketball genius or no yeah. shit like that. But it says it in all my bios on social media. I watch Sanford and Son reruns and basketball. Yeah. That's what I watch, dead ass. Like I know for like you know how you like think about Down Bad with Chad. Yeah. Who can really speak on bad movies more than you? Yeah, I just watched a bunch of bad movies this weekend. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I be watching? Basketball. Yeah. I go and watch games after they've happened because I'm a basketball fanatic. I watch a lot of basketball. So you know one thing that's really, really changed over the last couple years in basketball? It's not necessarily the play or the style. You know what it is? It's the pace. Yeah. The yeah. pace of the game is yeah. just totally different. You can hit
1: 10 threes in two minutes.
0: That's you can points. get up 10 threes in yeah. two minutes yeah. because the game is so much faster. So I recently, just on some me being me shit, I watched the, because I watched the uh, documentary on the, uh, the, um, the throwdown and Motown. Not the, not the throwdown in Motown. The throwdown in Motel is <laughs> funny as shit. What the fuck was the shit called? The fight? The malice in the. The malice in the. <laughs> throwdown in Motown. <laughs> Motown. I watched the malice in the. Power. Did you watch that? Yeah. The untold documentary. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. And <clears throat> I watched it. And, you know, they were saying on there how the Pacers were like a, a championship favorite that year. Mm-hmm. So it made me real, cause you know, the Pistons had won it in 04. Yeah. And it really made me go look at the Pacers season for 05 with Ron Artest, with uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal with, all, Jackson. with all of them, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Jamal Tinsley, Tinsley. all of yeah. them was on that team. So it made me go Shout look. Shout out Tinsley, man. I hope Tinsley's doing good. Whatever it made man. me go, you know, you know, it's funny. Jamal Tinsley started the malice in the palace. Yeah. Shit. Did you know like mm-hmm. how that? Yeah. Jamal did. Stephen, I mean, uh, Steven Jackson was like, we up 15, we coasting, we, everything is cool. And he was like, Jamal Tinsley, like in the Ron Artest ear, was like, yeah, you can go get your foul now. And he's like, I looked at Jamal like, why the fuck you say that shit? Like, you can't tell this crazy nigga no shit like that. But it made me go look at their season. And then I, I looked at when the Pistons beat them the year before in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So it made me go watch that Eastern Conference Finals. I swear to God, yo. I have never... Just watching it through my lens of what I watch basketball now, I have never been so unentertained watching a basketball game. Yeah. Do you know what the final score was of Game 6 in that fucking drone when the Pistons clinched it?
2: Uh, It probably was like 83 to
1: 74 or
0: something. Spooky that button can. yourself. The final score of the Game 6 in the East Conference Finals between the Pistons and the Pacers was 67 to 61.
1: What
0: the hell? That was the pace yeah. that, so not trying to be funny for you to have a 50 point game in the early two thousands was insane because no teams were barely scoring 70 at one point. Think about when the Lakers beat the Celtics in 2010 in Game 7. The final score of that game was 79 to 70, 72. Yeah, These teams were just – that's what made Kobe shit so insane because it's like, how the fuck do you got 80, nigga? We barely got 90 as yeah. a team. Yeah, that, that Pistons team, that 4 Pistons team is the greatest
2: defensive team in the history of the NBA. They were holding teams, I think, to 71 or 70 On average. Teams, on average. On average. Every night, like, you just like – we all getting seven.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. When, spread the ball. We all getting seven. When the Pistons beat the Lakers in 04, was it 04? 04, 04, when they beat the Lakers in the championship, nobody on the Lakers had double digits until outside of Kobe and Shaq until game five, and Peyton had 10. Motherfuckers just was not scoring the ball. Yeah, and they just straight up
2: took the position Shaq, you can score as much as you want. Kobe, we're going to run nine niggas at you. Mm-hmm. I saw graphics like still shots from that series where Kobe had Tayshaun Prince on this side, uh, Chauncey Billups here, and then Rip Hamilton.
0: Run, and I'm just like, what is he supposed to do? So here? you if you watch those graphics and you look at the way basketball was back then, the floor was condensed because the three pointer was not the go to shot. Exactly. So with the floor condensing, it made think about motherfuckers was running zones and shit like that. And Well, actually not zone, running man-to-man more than they was running the zone because you just didn't have that much ground to cover. It's like in football, running a fucking nickel as opposed to a 3-4. It's just what it is. So the game is so much different now because once I cross the half-court line, game, ball, you know what I'm saying? You got to get on the ball. Like, you got to be on the motherfucker once he cross half-court. It's just a different ball game now. So it's not that the defense is worse. It's that motherfuckers can score from any and everywhere. So I can open up the court at any given fucking time. Yes. So you watch these performances back in the day. Mike scoring 63 in the garden. Reggie scoring the eight points in nine seconds. Uh, t Max scoring the the, the 13 in 35 seconds. It's like they were these insurmountable things to where now you look at it and you like, how does a lead go away so fast? Right. It's because our team can get up eight shots in a minute and a half. Right. No one could do that in the early 2000s. They just, the pace wasn't there. No, yesterday, I forget what game it was.
1: They scored, ball stole it, got a dump. Stole it again, got a dunk. Yeah,
0: and then, then he chucked it up. For, with, for, for full court, nigga, just missed
1: it by two seconds. They, <laughs> they almost scored three. seven
0: points in yeah. eight seconds, like yeah. just on some arbitrary shit, like, yeah, fuck it. We Because that's how fast this shit moves now. You, the, 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 the Mavericks had 50 the other day in the third quarter. The uh the, the Hornets had 50 the other day in the first quarter. Yeah. Remember last year? Uh, not last year. I think it was like two seasons ago. The Cavs were playing the... uh the I think it was when the Cavs played the Warriors in the finals. It was either them versus the Warriors or them versus the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. One of them, Jones, the score at halftime was 83 to 70-something at halftime. Cavs had a whole game's worth of points, <laughs> and I have. Yeah. These motherfuckers move so quick, it's yeah. not even funny. So when you see... You know, SGA or Luca or Jason Tatum or di- these players are so much faster and so much more skilled than what was going on back in the day. It's it's like night and it's fucking. a different game. And anybody who says that shit was like, Oh, you wrote him back in the day when you could actually play defense. No, here's the reality you wouldn't have been able to stay in front of them. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Straight up, straight up and down. Mark Price had trouble staying in front of fucking Ron Harper. I couldn't imagine Mark Price trying to stay in front of Russell Westbrook.
2: Yeah, can you imagine uh, Charles Oakley getting caught on a switch with Westbrook?
0: <laughs> Shit would be nasty, bro.
1: Gulags,
0: Shit bro. would be terrible. <laughs> but, you know, but that's my obscure jump for the week. I think the Nets, for the, to win it, is not a wild pick. It's not as crazy as it seems.
2: Yeah, for Let's sure. Let's get
0: into some sure. other topics, though.
2: Uh, young Thug's trial is set to begin this week.
0: All right. I got to ask a question, because I know you're like the, the resident Young Thug trial yes. aficionado. You, you're hard copy at the moment. Is it true that a lot of his charges have been thrown out? Is that true? Yes.
2: He has eight charges left.
0: That's solidified.
2: 65 charges are being levied in the indictment. Overall, he has eight charges. Okay. Many of which uh, relate to charges that were added during the execution of the warrant at his residence. Being possession of a machine gun. He had a switch in the crib or whatever. Uh, but the big charge that's basically cooking him is the conspiracy. So it's basically like if he gets, if he goes uh, 0 and 8, if he gets convicted of all eight charges, his total charges carry up to 50 years in prison. But that's if you were, like from a legal standpoint, uh, perspective: When, like, a, a, a legal reporter is reporting on this, they're saying like, if you add this plus this plus this plus this plus this, it equals fifty years. But that would basically mean that they were running the charges concurrently and not consecutively. Right. So, consecutive not, consecutive, not concurrent. Rather, I'm sorry. Concurrent meaning like we're going to stack all of the charges in you doing that time all, all at the together, same time, all together, whatever the case may be. So, I think twenty. I think twenty years probably 25 years is like his ceiling as far as like the mandatory minimums, guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, if he were to get banged out. Very rarely in a Rico case do people lose all, like if they have eight counts or 11 counts or whatever, do they lose all of them? Because you have to substantiate each charge individually for a jury to believe that he did all of this shit. And it's like, we know he did something. The conspiracy for him is the main one he gotta get out of there. He's gotta get that conspiracy out of there. Um, but also the burden of proof on a conspiracy is the less the lesser one. Like the has the lowest probability of what they gotta establish to prove conspiracy. Especially if you trotting in three hundred and seventy-two witnesses like they're saying. Much of this case is built around um, testimony, like... in I was going to say, like, hearsay? Hearsay and testimony from other cases. Basically, it's like a thing where going back to 2012, Young Thug, Jeffrey Williams, King Slime, and Young Slime Life gang, which was formerly ROC crew raised on Cleveland, uh-huh. has been brought up in so many cases that it opened up a probe from the Fulton County DA's office going back to far before Fawny Willis was even in the goddamn office. Right. So there's an element of this case that exists where it's like, all right, so you got a 10 year window, but all of the charges associated with this are more so like six or seven years. So you can tell by the judge's language, his mannerisms and his commentary that he does not like this case. Mm-hmm. That is very, very pronounced. That he does not like this case and that there is some, uh, not some, a lot of overreaching on the part of the DA's office. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that he did something. Because if not, why the fuck would eight of your co-defendants cop out in the manner that they did and agree to testify against you? Right. There's also an element of if eight of your co-defendants who are all criminals and all have allocuted to the existence and their participation in a gang, there is direct motivation for them to tell up. Right. And the judge understands that also, but it's not up to the judge to determine if Jeffrey and the other 13 niggas that are remaining in this case are guilty or not. Mm -hmm. It's up to a jury of his peers. Right. Understanding that, It's very clear that, again, you did something. Right. You did something. What you did, we got to figure out through the course of an elongated trial because there's so much shit that has to be established, not just on you, but everybody else that's still here. To his detriment, all the niggas that are still there are the niggas that was going to get 20, 30 years anyway even if they pled out they was getting 20 30 years so it's like what's the incentive to plead out and look like a fucking rat i might as well go to trial so he's stuck with the worst of the worst niggas on this indictment
0: so in the in the in the last couple of weeks has your stance softened when it comes to like gunna and all of them
2: fuck no okay niggas is rats no. niggas is rats some some told worse than others but the, but the whole thing is, it's like, even for our brother, Is it true that
0: they really gave somebody 30 years probation? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a joke.
1: No. Now, now if they was pleading out until they charge, you're guilty of this, I plead out to it. All right. That's a different scenario. That's a different scenario. But they pleading out to whatever they charge with, with them saying, such and such as this, such and such as that, such and such, such as this.
2: So the pointing the finger in other directions, even if you don't name a name, if you don't name a name, it's you're still you're pointing a finger at the remaining people in the indictment. So anybody that don't plea out is guilty by is is at least in public perception is guilty by proxy of you saying, yeah, these niggas was doing a lot of shit. I helped them. We that, say we <laughs> saying, yo, this ain't a gang. It's YSL a gang. YSL's a gang. YSL's a gang. That's telling. Do you know that niggas uh, committed crimes and in further into the gang? Yes, ma'am. That's telling. Kevin Lyles, Techstone, has made the most brilliant and straightforward point out of anybody. He made it very easy for everybody to die With only an hour of free time somehow, <laughs> yeah. Let me get on this tablet and yeah, set yeah. you niggas straight about what's going on with this young stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Tech. Kevin Lyles, who is a music executive. A square bear for, for all intents and purposes. He don't get in and like he's a, he been, a, he been a businessman my whole life in, in and around the music business. He helped start Def Jam. He's been on a ground level of a lot of upswells at different mm-hmm. various music companies. His initial testimony at the bail hearing is that YSL is not a gang. It's a corporation. It's a record label. We gave them the startup money. We funded them. They have an office in our office. Duh, 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 duh. So for niggas that's in the gang to turn around and be like, we a gang. <laughs> like That's problematic for everybody that's stuck, left, stuck holding the bag. And even though a lot of these pleas cannot be used against um, them in the f- in the furtherance of and the commission of the
0: trial itself. That's the argument I saw people making, where it's like, well, they can't bring them into bring that into the court. Yeah, here. but we could bring you into the court and make you testify to some whole other shit though
2: that we didn't make you allocute to. And you're not the jury. Well, if Gunner said y'all gang, y'all gang, y'all gang. He's number because in the j- mind of the jury, the general public, he's number two. Yeah. We don't know these other niggas. We know Thug, Thug and, and gunner. gunner. If Gunner said it's a gang, it gotta be a gang. You know Thug, Gunner, Gotti, Low Duke, and Unfuk. Three out of five are home. <laughs> like, so, if three out of the five niggas that we know, rec- name recognizable, face recognizable, are home, these niggas gotta be guilty because these niggas already admitted
1: to their participation in the crime. And that's why she let them plead out first instead of letting it go to trial. Yuli, you go to Yuli, if you're taking a plea on something big like that, Everybody got to get sentenced, and then you come in, Mm -hmm. plead guilty, and get the least amount of time. She's doing that on purpose. Yeah, let's get them out of the way now Yeah, to make it look like he's such a bad guy. Yeah, and so that's
2: that's her legal strategy, but I think, again, I don't know. This is my gut feeling. I think it's going to backfire because you've tainted the jury so much that there's no way that you don't get – three or four young thug YSL sleeper cells on the jury. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. He's a big multinational international artist with diamond records and multi-platinum albums and all of this shit. He just was fucking uh, way too sexy and all this. Like People know who this motherfucker is.
1: Without a, gen- without a gender. He's a gender bender. Yes. So.
2: so it's a situation where and people are very sharp now.
0: I try my hardest not to laugh at gender bender. <laughs> but
2: People are very sharp now, and people know what to do to get out of a jury, and people also know what to do and say to be considered for a jury. So if I'm some rabid young thug fan and I want him to come home, I'm going to come in there and answer all of the questions in a very innocuous way to get on a jury, and I'm going to be the one that's going to gridlock the jury because I understand that he got to go, they got to... Convict him t- across the board, twelve and zero. Got to convict him on every charge. And we need more music. And,
0: we're, and we're, I'm
2: not
1: leaving. Y'all want to go home?
2: You got rock with me. Yeah.
0: We need more music. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> but to thug's detriment, <laughs> to thug and everybody left's detriment, he needs either a clean sweep. He needs them to get so frustrated, the prosecution says that they offer him like, man, take seven years do three or whatever some shit like that or
0: he needs a mistrial yeah. for them to do all of this this rico this 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 that and the third for them to offer him seven and he do three is kind of nuts but here's the thing they
2: offered a nigga 30 years to spend sentence and said you can't plead the fifth that's part of his uh his his what do you call it his uh proffer. his proffer is you cannot
0: come and plead the fifth or nothing so he like basically has to. He has to testify. Has to.
2: You cannot. His terms were you cannot plead the fifth on nothing. You got to say what's what and who's who. Are we putting your ass in jail for the balance of this? A,
1: a former Atlanta prosecutor who's now a, a lawyer now, he said that it also could help Duggar because it could be like everybody pled guilty because they was guilty. I'm not guilty. Exactly. That's why I'm not. That's why, I went to trial. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I went to trial. So it's all about the the legal yeah. lens of what, how
2: you how you're viewing how you it. Attack, and how you attack. you attack it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he ends up getting a situation where it's like a hung jury or something like that, they're going to retry this case, or they may try to elevate it. No, I think they're going
1: to retry it. That's when they're going to come back. You take the dime. You do four in.
2: Right. Yeah. You already did. Texas, you already did two and a half years all at that John's point.
1: All them is weird. Like Texas, you get 30 years, you come home and they.
2: And this is why, like I said, my, the main thing that I've contended from the very beginning of this is this is going to be a master class in why state government should not execute RICO charge. You just should like, you should not do it. It's too messy. It's above your level of reproach and you don't have the resources to know that you got everybody how you think you got them.
1: Which is red handed,
2: which is red handed because well, a lot of this shit is like traffic stops. Um, technical warrant violation and shit like that. You know, what I'm saying stuff that they try to just slip in there. And yeah. then the judge is like, "No, they put a motion in back in 2015 to remove." Duh, 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 duh. Why is that still on this They're indictment? To, so what trouble. was the whole
0: cell phone thing that was going on?
2: So the whole cell phone thing was 2015. They had a they had an arrest warrant for Young Thug, not a search warrant. They came to his house, knocked on the door. He came out. They locked his ass up. They still went in the house and executed a search warrant because they saw marijuana on the table. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh, you can't do that. You, you gotta weren't go back and, to the judge. Yeah, you gotta go back to the judge to get another warrant for that. You're here for an arrest warrant, which is a body warrant. You can arrest him and charge him with anything that's on his person, but whatever's in the house is not none of your business. That ain't what you're here for. So not only did they go and search the house based on the marijuana, they used that as their quote-unquote probable cause to extend the arrest warrant, which you can't do. They searched the whole house, found guns, cell phones, laptops, da-da-da-da-da. And held it. Brian still put in a motion back in 2016 to get all of these charges suppressed outside of whatever the origination of the arrest warrant was. And he won that. He was successful. The state didn't even challenge it. But what they did was, then he put in a separate motion to have his property returned. Not only did they not return the property, obviously, the judge is like, obviously, he wasn't never getting the guns back, whatever, whatever, but he beat you on the guns. You lost that. So that just goes into police evidence. They do whatever they do with it. But he beat you on things that he had to come back to him, which was his personal property, his phones and his laptop. Why didn't you return the phones and the laptop? They didn't have a substantial answer on why. Not only did they not return it, so it came out that the reason why they didn't return it is because they sent it to a third-party agency to hack the shit. In 2015, when they first got it, they didn't have the tech in order to hack it, to get the messages and whatever contents or whatever is on the computer and on the phone. 2018, we got the tech now, whatever, whatever. Do y'all want us to go back in this shit? Yeah, absolutely. Then they tried to use that as more probable cause in furtherance of the RICO. And the judge is like, this was adjudicated in 2016. What the fuck are y'all doing here? So this is the overreaching that I'm talking about on behalf of the prosecution where it's like it feels like a vendetta type of case or just a thing where y'all are trying to signify something larger in the name of career advancement. So Mm -hmm. in the fact that YFN Lucci and the YFN gang been locked up on on similarly egregious charges and they got locked, uh, their Rico got executed in February of 22, of 22,
0: 20, Thug, 21 or 20.
2: 21. So they've been in jail a year and some change longer, and they haven't even gone to pretrial motions yet. Thug shit got executed in May of this year, and they already about to start trial May of last year. They about to start trial now, January of 23, Right. six, seven, eight months later. And it's just like, this feels odd because it's like they're trying to use this case to bang everybody else down the line or whatever.
0: Yeah, when you watch the wire, that I was saying the other day, the wire is the greatest shit ever. And you really, really see just how there are certain rules and parameters when it comes to search warrants, any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, remember, even down to like on season one, they couldn't just tap the payphone. They had to go up on the roof and know that so and so was using the phone. Now we can turn Mm -hmm. that shit. Like, this shit is crazy.
2: Yeah. Wow. And the whole thing is that a lot of times police figures and law enforcement agencies like the DA of Fulton County will get ahead of themselves in the name of justice to where they'll start breaking the rules. Because the That's thought what process the funny, is... That's funny, but
0: thinking about McNulty's character, yeah, like how much shit he would do yeah, that was just not right in yeah, this sake Because of, the thought process is the bad guys are breaking the rules. Right. We got to break the right, rules, Right, right,
2: right. The problem is you took an oath to uphold the law and to do things within the parameters of the law, they didn't. So... It ain't fair, but life ain't fair. They got a job to do, which is not get caught. You got a job to do, which is catch them Mm red-handed. And if you don't do so within the parameters of the law, niggas go home. (laughs) Like, even Kev broke this down on one of the past shows we did. Even on a, just take a murder charge. Only 50% of murders that happen get charged. That's a state offense. Unless it's capital murder or whatever, you kill a senator or some shit like that, then it becomes federal or you Fitness do it or, or you do it in furtherance of like some larger message um terrorism or some shit like that then it becomes fed or whatever the case may be. Only 50% of murders that happen even get charged. Of those, only 50% of the char- ones that are charged get convicted. So you got no better than a 25% chance of getting convicted if you commit a murder today or tomorrow.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, you and you would think that that would be the thing that law enforcement agencies would dump the most resources in is how do we get a handle on raising our black rate on murders and conviction rate from 25% to 30 and then 50% and then 70%? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They can't even get a handle on that shit. So, you definitely not supposed to be um, trying to execute a 65 count RICO with 25, 28 defendants, co defendants on a, a state. Uh, A state
0: budget. Now with shit. are they really gonna bring in as many witnesses? They're lying. Okay.
2: That's a scare tactic to get more niggas to because if they say three hundred and seventy-two witnesses, it's like you don't know who the fuck is coming in here. We know for sure these niggas that all allocuted and took pleas are coming in here. They coming in first. But we don't know about this nigga mom, this nigga aunt that we You you think Gunner and them are really
0: getting on the stand? They are
2: they're they have to. It's part of the allocution. It's part of the Alfred plea. Like it's part of their stipulations is that if you are called, you have to testify. You can, in Gunner's case, him and a couple other people, you can take the fifth on things that would incriminate you. You can't take the fifth on anything else. We asked you that you weren't there for. You have to answer it truly. And honestly, if you have knowledge of this, which Gunnar already allocuted that he knows that niggas in the gang committed crimes and in further into the gang. So that's they so we're not even asking you nothing that has nothing to do with you. We're going to ask you about okay so yeah so during your uh, plea you said that you are aware that you know these guys committed da 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 objection your honor he can't use that. Okay, let me let me change the question. Um on on or about so and so date according to this indictment this happened do you have knowledge of this event? Yes, what happened? Explain it to us in your own words. So there's ways around that. So it's like they may can't reference the pleas, but they'll try. They're gonna go right to the line mm-hmm. on it and trying to enter as much bad will on behalf of these of the defense as humanly possible.
0: So what do you see happening in this?
2: Um, like with this trial, like I said, from the from the from the gun bust, all of them niggas that got big bodies and all of that shit. That nigga uh, Big Brist, that nigga Demon, and all them niggas, them niggas, we're never gonna see them niggas again you never seen them before this trial. We're definitely not seeing them again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The streets of Atlanta won't never see these niggas again. It's too many, like, just brazen shootings, murders, this, 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 and this. So, on a violent crime front, if you got any substantial violent crime that you did one-to-one and you go on the trial for that, you're getting banged for that. So, that's probably seven or eight niggas. Um, I think that thug, like at some point in this trial, I think he has a $10 million attorney. That's a fact. Brian Steele is the best, not one of the best. He is the best attorney in the state of Georgia. With that in mind, and he's not going against the feds, he's going against a state agency that got a vendetta and and, and a beef with this guy in this organization, and they're trying to prove a point. At some point, I think that if it's looking bad for the prosecution, they're going to turn to Brian Still and say, will he take 10? Will he take 20? No. Will he take 15? No. Will he take 10? Do four, five, whatever. The fuck, you already got two and a half. It's going to end up something like that. The rest of these niggas, if you got bodies and all this shot, like the nigga Chris shot a cop, tried to murder the cop. The cop went into a coma, came out of the coma and testified against the nigga. That's the nigga that shot. You're toast. Like, shit like that. You know what I'm saying?
0: From, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: like, you're done. You know what I mean? He should have been copped out. He should have been like, yo, what's, what y'all going to give me just to get out of this zone? I ain't saying nothing about the gang, but that's the whole thing. They want as many people to come in and say, this is a gang, this is a gang, this is a gang, because they want to taint the public perception of this going into this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to end up being, um, it was a word that Kev used, I can't remember it, but it's going to end up being... Um, Prejudicial is the word. It's going to end up being very prejudicial against uh,
1: kind of, YSL. I mean, and, and they
2: may be able to get a mistrial based on the grounds of how pre- prejudicial this was mm. going in, whereas, like, the deck is stacked against us. We can't get a fair trial. Mm. So they may end up even having to go through this whole process and then asking for a change of venue if they lose, trying to retry this shit. All kind of shit. It's a mess of a case. Yeah. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah, it seems like it. You're really into this.
2: I'm locked and loaded. Yeah. Jury selection was supposed to be completed Friday. That didn't happen. They were supposed to, they were set, uh, set to uh, start trial today. That didn't happen, I don't believe. I haven't seen no updates or whatever. So I think probably sometime next week, they're probably going to kick this trial off with like opening statements and all of that shit. They get a locked-in jury. They got to get 12 and probably like three alternates and some shit like that. And then we going to get the ball rolling. And, um, you know, Brian Steele said, I will defend this case with every last drop of blood in my body. And I believe him.
0: Have you ever been on a jury?
2: No, I always duck that shit. Yeah, me too. My brother did jury duty like three years in a row. I'm like, how do you keep getting banged for jury duty, dog? I walk right in. I'm a fella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go out this door yeah, right, right here. The door to
1: the right. Right
2: terminal right over there. <laughs> yeah. Get some wings. Some wangs. Yeah, some wings right over
0: there at right the Redding Terminal. Yeah, that's crazy. What else you got on the run, though?
2: Uh... Oh, Harvey Weinstein was supposed to be sentenced ah, today. Keeping it on, on par with yeah. Court. Harvey Weinstein was convicted on December 19th, 2022, with three of the seven counts he was facing. Forcible rape, forcible oral copulation. That's a crazy charge. And sexual penetration by a foreign object. This is a sick Negro. Um, all three of those counts <laughs> related to a woman identified as Jane Doe number 1 when the crimes occurred on or about February 18th, 2013. The eight man, four woman jury was deliberated for 41 hours, deadlocked on charges related to two other women or whether there were aggravating factors that would have lengthened his maximum potential prison sentence. So real quick, some um, perspective on this Harvey Weinstein case, something that changed recently, I think like in the last five or six years, there's no longer any statute of limitations attached to sex crimes. Before it was a seven year statute of limitations, so it's like you committed a rape back in so 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 and so time, 1984 or whatever. Person come forward in 2002, whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah, damn, he probably did it, but we can't charge him statute of limitations right now. It's no statute of limitations on sex crimes. Um, So, with that being said, this is how you see in I think 2020 when this crime started, uh, when this trial started, or whatever the case may be. You got Harvey Weinstein being charged with something going back to February 18th, 2013. In a typical situation, he would have just beat the statute on that. They wouldn't even have been able to charge him. And I think that's probably what he was counting on the whole time. Like, oh, yeah, by the time this shit catch up to me, I'm going to be retired on a Mafia mm. coast, whatever the case may be. And they came back to bite his ass. So um, he's going to be sentenced on February 23rd. As supposed to happen today, they pushed it back. He's facing up to 18 years in prison.
0: Essentially life. Yeah. Because Weinstein, he didn't look all too good last time. No, no, no. He's whooped. Yeah.
2: He lo- he's whooped. He looks very, very bad. And, um, you know, out of the, the Me Too movement, this is essentially their crowning achievement is that we got Harvey Weinstein. You know, Bill Cosby was able to uh, slip through the cracks again because the stipulations around his case were too prejudicial. He went... The first trial spanked out, beat that. Then they retried it again. Bill's
0: home, right? Bill's home. Yeah, yeah. They
2: retried it again, got him. Then it went to the Supreme. They appealed to the Supreme Court of PA. They like, well, here's a binding agreement with everybody's signature on it. Uh, the Putin man is coming home today. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So it's like, that's another example of prosecutorial misconduct, overreaching and shit like that. Yeah. You, sometimes you win, but you really lose. You won in a moment. Two years later, Bill coming to fuck home. Right. So it's like y'all have to play by the rules, and we see it time and time again. Careers are made and broken on big blockbuster cases um, and how you decide to proceed through that and handle it as a uh, you know as a law enforcement agent. Right. Rudy Giuliani made his fucking career and was able to become uh, you know mayor of New York City because he took down the went on the mafia the mafia, like, but he did it the right way. yeah. Yeah, he introduced that RICO. He introduced shit. the yeah, RICO he shit. Like because it's like, yo, we keep getting like we're never going to get the top guy on anything other than like tax evasion or like gang activity, whatever case may be. Those are f- 3 to 5 year charges. This is bullshit. Right. At the end of the day, yeah. who carried out these acts is less important than the person that sent them to do it. This is how Sammy the Bull gets to cooperate on 18 murders and come home and John Gotti gets to die in jail. Right. <laughs> Because it's like, well, technically speaking, he would have never committed said murders if it weren't at the behest of this guy in furtherance of the mafia family. Um, Sammy the Bull might have been a gardener or something like that, whatever, whatever. he gets to fucking come home. What do most criminals do when they fucking come home, go to British Protection? Do more crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's a failed fucking system. You know what I'm saying? Sammy the Bull just fucking just came home a couple years ago off of a fucking another skid bid that he did, because he did, like, a dime in Arizona for selling ecstasy and all that. Then he got jammed up again, did another, like, two years or whatever, came back home. Now he's the biggest shit on the internet, fucking talking and telling all these mafia stories.
0: Yeah. I was looking for the junkers. I was trying to, uh... I was reading this shit the other night about, um... Dan would get a kick out of this. Um... uh, When Madoff was uh, locked up, he got into some shit where somebody had assaulted him or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he became cool with Carmine Perisic- Persico, okay. who was the head of the uh, of the um, Colombo crime family and shit. And he was like, "Yeah, they became cool or whatever, whatever." And he's like ain't nobody fuck with him after that. And they was saying how Madoff was getting treated like a don in the jail or whatever, whatever. And it's just like. That's got to be wild as shit to be in, like, how you talk about the federal camps where it's, like, he was in a medium security. But, like, you in there with, like, all these other niggas who stole all his money, mob bosses, all this crazy shit. Just
2: kicking your feet
0: up. Uh, Lil Meech just
2: did an interview with... Morning hustle or whatever, and he was saying like his dad is in a medium now up in I think Seattle or whatever the fuck. So he's like, yeah, he got premium cable. He watch uh, stars every week, <laughs> whatever the show come on, he'd see it. And he called me and be like, yeah, I ain't like this about the show. Why your shoes wasn't tied, nigga? Like shit, <laughs> like that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> put your pants on put your butt. Yeah. yeah. Why they got me? Get, why they? Why they let somebody? Why you let somebody punch you in the stomach? Ain't nobody put their hands on me. What the fuck you talking about? Like literally calling in real time, making commentary like around That's the show shit. and shit.
0: Yeah, the um the difference between the mediums and the lows and the highs, that shit is unbelievable. It's night and day. Yeah, when you read them stories because it's
2: like you could go to fucking like Long Park in California. That shit is like super hot. Like it's like that's like a step below like a supermax. Like that's where they send the, the game. Shower. Yeah, they that's where they send like the, the the head of the Crips and head of the Bloods and GDs and they send you there and shit. If you know they're not gonna send you to a supermax. like that shit is like gladiator school. Yeah. Got yeah, no we got a potential interview coming up with somebody that did time in Long Park mm-hmm. and was talking about, uh, you know, just the the, the the Philly card and the D.C. card and the gang politics and all of that shit and race riots and just all kind of crazy shit, like crazy, crazy mm-hmm. story. Yeah, I don't got
0: no time for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm good on that. Anything else you want to
2: discuss in there? Uh, I mean, not really. In some small news, uh, the Houston Texans have fired – uh, lovey Smith, they fired now their second yeah, black yeah. head coach in as many seasons. Um, the Houston Texans, in this post-Deshaun Watson era, because he hasn't played since 2020, they are a failed state. Yep. And the NFL should at least consider not revoking their charter but forcing ownership to sell to someone else with a better and more clear direction of – how things should go. Because with all the parity in the NFL that exists right now, where you got like a nine and eight Jaguars team getting in the playoffs and shit like that. If you are just consistently a non competitor like we need to th- consider like a leadership change because that just means that you aren't managing this franchise properly. Yep. And you're not putting coaches, specifically minority coaches in a position to succeed. Whereas you see like, um, like Mike McDonald left San Fran, went to the Dolphins. They're having a fucking fantastic season and shit like that. You look at somebody like um, Mike Tomlin, sixteen seasons in Pittsburgh, no losing records ever. So it's like, yo, when these minority coaches are put in environments where they're able to to not only survive but thrive and learn the right way and be supported properly, like they they they. they 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 win at a large large clip. They're very very successful, but they have to be given that ability to you know to grow. And Houston is like it's a failed franchise.
0: Yeah, Houston is just it was crazy because even like you look at how many players left from Houston. You know, Jadavion Clowney, JJ Wild, like they they just kind of just went to shit. Yeah.
2: What's the name uh, straight up hates them? Uh, Andre Johnson. Yeah. He do not fuck with them at yeah. all. He's like, if I go in the Hall of Fame, I'm reluctantly going in as a Houston Texan. I hate everything about that organization.
0: Mm. Damn.
2: Like, it's a failed organization. Like, when you have your greatest offensive player that ever played for the team, it's like, yeah, no, nah, fuck them. Like, yeah. that's bad. Same thing with, like, you know, the Detroit Lions are starting to turn it around now. But, um you know, same thing, like, uh, Barry Sanders and uh, Megatron essentially wanted no affiliation to the franchise. Like,
0: Man, I wonder why.
2: Gross mismanagement. Uh, it's like you take two of the most phenomenal, just raw talent athletes in any sport uh, to ever play, and they both literally just walked away from the game in this very, just like, wait, what, unexpected manner. And it's just like Calvin Johnson's like, oh, I'm gonna go sell weed. Barry Sanders was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm out of here. <laughs> I haven't even figured it out yet, but I'm out of here.
0: You know who Barry Sanders looks like, George Wallace?
2: He looked like a mini George Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Had the same fro and everything. Yeah. I saw uh, it was like this uh 1990 Gatorade hoop slam or some shit. You see Barry Sanders was dunking and oh, shit yeah, yeah, at 5'8, yeah. like phenomenal athlete. Five foot eight, fucking jump out the gym at like a 40. 42-inch verticals some did shit like that. Did you see Snoop like.
0: dunk the other day? No. Yeah, Snoop can dunk at 50 and shit. I was like, that's crazy as shit. I'm
2: surprised he can get up. His hair yeah. heavy as a motherfucker. His dread the way down his back.
0: Hair heavy than a motherfucker. Have you
2: watched uh, Coach Prime at all on uh, Amazon Prime? No, I haven't. It's very good. They did a four-part series on Amazon um, around, you know, uh, Dion... Shadour, another player named Nugget. It's around a whole team, or whatever they feature certain players, or whatever the ones that they feel like can get to the next level and stuff like that. Um, Travis Hunter is all through it or the whatever. They really focus a lot on the coaching staff and how uh-huh. diverse his coaching staff is. He has a lot of former NFL players, stuff like that, on his coaching staff. Uh, white coaches, things like that. Um, and it was the the strength and conditioning coach is a is a white woman or whatever. So you automatically think like yo, HBCU. You think it's like black as hell. But then, like, their kickers from, like, Honduras. Like, mm. he has a really, like, he really built something super dope down there. And it's, like, in seeing that unfold and the culture around JSU and all of that and then Michael Strahan coming down to do Good Morning America and all of that shit, I'm like, damn, maybe prom should have stayed. I don't know, man. I mean.
0: Get your paper. I don't know. I saw something the other day was, like, Shador uh, uh, Sanders is, like, a Heisman hopeful or mm-hmm. some shit like that. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you know. You ain't winning it at
2: JSU. That was what
0: I was going to say.
2: You ain't win- you're not winning a Heisman at JSU. You ain't winning the best coach in the country at JSU. It just is what it is. Because they're going to automatically weigh the level of competition against you. And I and they showed a lot of their games or whatever on the documentary. And they played some tough Fucking down-to-the-wire games. Like, there's a lot of talent in, um, you know, in the SWAC and in the MEAC and shit like that. Like, it's it's not a cakewalk.
0: No. No, none of that shit is a cakewalk. I'm going to check that shit out.
2: Yeah, it's very good. It's four parts. It's probably like 40, 48 minutes every show. It's easy to get through. You ain't got nothing going on. You knock it out in the evening.
0: Okay, I'm going to check it out. On Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime.
2: Yeah, Amazon Prime's been coming with it, man. We've been talking about Amazon Prime for a few weeks now. I've been watching a lot of I've been fucking with HBO Max more than Uh, Riches
0: on uh Amazon. Yeah. I've been fucking with HBO Max and Paramount pretty heavy. Yeah, no, Paramount got the shit. HBO Max. Are you up
2: to date on Tulsa King? Have you watched it at all? No. No. Watch Tulsa King.
0: Everybody keeps telling me to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out.
2: You would think like Sly 94 years old and shit. (laughs)
0: Is it any of that? A little bit. right. A little
2: bit. Do you understand understand the premise of the show? Yeah, I understand the whole premise of it. The white man Freddie, who's Sylvester Stallone's character, goes to jail for 25 years, does a mob hit, whatever. He fucking comes home. The boss of the family is dying. His son is getting ready to take over. His son is fucking Herc from The Wire. Yeah, I saw that he's on toes again. Yeah. He's wearing a horrible toupee on oh, the fucking yeah. show. Like, a horrible toupee. And then at one point in the season, they finally break the fourth wall and Sly just went off and was like, he's like, you think I'm listening to him, this ridiculous motherfucker with this stupid-ass rug on his head? <laughs> and then a couple episodes later, he ends up taking his shit off or whatever. But. Like, I, It's just
0: hard to take Sylvester to.
2: Yo, Sylvester Stallone is doing some good work in his old age, yo. He got a movie called Samaritan on Amazon Prime. He got
0: nominated for a fucking Oscar for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Samaritan
2: on Amazon Prime. That's what the nigga did the
0: whole
2: movie. He
0: don't say eight real lines no. of English.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, Eight real lines of English. But Sly has done some good work in his old age. I've enjoyed yo. a lot of his projects. Uh, Samaritan on Amazon Prime, the uh, latest Rambo was actually very enjoyable. I watched it.
0: Yeah, nigga, for Tommy Gun under the L. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like <laughs> like the niggas on that viral video. Uh, uh,
0: Rocky <laughs> Five didn't even have a ring in the budget. They fought that bitch under the train. Do it right here. Said, "Touch me and I sue. Suey for what?" Creed three is coming out soon. Are you interested? No, I was, wasn't interested in any <laughs> of the creeds. Michael J. White. I mean, uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone together. Yo, did you
2: see the fucking uh, the 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 Supreme Dream skit about how DC be fucking all their movies up? Mm-mm. Oh my god, man. He was like, he was like, uh, he was like, all right. So we've already fucked this up pretty bad. DC, uh, DC Comics. Okay. They superhero movies. It's like, all right, so we've already fucked this up pretty bad. How can we make this even worse? And then they're getting into their shit and they just pitching these horrible ass ideas and oh. they're like, oh, yeah, throw so Michael B. Jordan in there. The, <laughs> the, the blacks
0: love him. That shit real. Like bro. Michael B. Jordan caught a stray, but it's like some props at the Yo. same time. Not to, not to go off subject, but you made me think about DC Jr. Did you see the one where he tried to give the Arby's to the, to the no. motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he came to the door was like hey, What's up man shit Uber Eats and shit." He's like I ain't ordering them. He's like No man Take this shit This shit good man. He's like But I didn't order Arby's bro He's like No but like Yo we got the meats Like Arby's that shit bro He's like We got the meats Let, That shit sound trifling bro Get the fuck off my Porch He slammed the door The doorbell rung Immediately after The nigga had the Arby's bag In a McDonald's bag like, oh, McDonald's He was like Oh shit good look He was like Wait I ain't ordering them. Man that's the Arby's shit <laughs> Oh, fucking so, I, somehow,
2: some way, Arby's has more money than God. Yo, like I don't know, like
0: middle America must be tearing that shit up. I ain't gonna hold you. Arby's be all right. I've never had Arby's. Arby's used to be that work when I was out trucking and shit. Arby's was all right. Yeah, the curly fries was slamming. Ugh. Yeah, Arby's was that shit.
2: Shout out to Arby's. I
0: don't man. know what they on. They ain't nobody fucking with the king right now, but <laughs> no, you know, the king
2: got it. King got it bar none. King. I don't know if
0: y'all had any of his post pandemic Burger King. Yo, that shit is slamming. King not fucking around, man. I need to find a king down this motherfucker. <laughs> let King be on that shit. But uh, I got nothing else, man. Um,
2: Live show coming up Sunday, January twenty second. Yeah, if yo, let's get tickets, those tickets. Let's get them tickets sold. Everybody's
0: promising me that they're getting tickets. Get your tickets, man. Like, tickets, yeah, like, what,
2: like, he, he had, had got... some movement over the weekend. Some surprise movement. Couple names. I'm like, wait, you just now, but
0: by... oh, you can see the name. Yeah, now. yeah. Oh, I need to see this. I need to see who yeah, on there. You just
2: now, yeah.
0: by... Like What? But uh, yeah, live show January twenty second, man. Um, doors open at six. Six. We'll probably take the stage at
2: seven thirty. Nine thirty. You know, how niggas be <laughs> off nah. the yak. Off the yak. <laughs> you know, sponsored what I'm saying? by Hennessy. Uh, sponsored by LNW uh, Interior. i I'm telling you right now, I'm probably not wearing socks. LNW Interior you know uh, Concepts, uh, SLX Studio, Lane's Carpet Cleaning. Uh, Sandbox Network, One Fam Radio, so couple, many, so many sponsors. Couple other sponsors,
0: we think. Yeah, we might. <laughs> yeah, depending on uh, what Mr. y'all. Mister Penny, doing. I'm still accepting bribes. Yo, <laughs> straight up. Um, it should be a good time, man. It should be fun. It's gonna be lit, man. Yeah, can't wait to Can't wait to do it.
2: Uh, if y'all not on Patreon yet, get on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/officialtrpe. Everybody on YouTube, if y'all haven't already, make sure y'all smash the like button, hit the share button. Let people know that you know y'all y'all rock with us, man. Leave a comment on this video. Hey,
0: we got seven thousand subscribers on YouTube. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We to refresh that while we were here. Oh, follow me on
1: Twitter, Big Dan. TRP8. Yo, I fell
0: out when I saw the Sheik luch to the <laughs> podcast ever. Fucking fool, man. But yeah, man. Uh, pull up for the live show. Yeah, I got nothing else. Let's keep. Uh, let's keep streaming watching this
2: dr umar interview man it's, t- it's going places yeah. it's taking us places man i'm proud of us i'm proud of y'all for participating on it leave y'all comments diss us give us some props whatever you want to do it's all in good fun it's the realest podcast ever we gotta a bit.
0: when something happens to your kitchen you might say
1: this is ludicrous